to Guess Who's Single Again, episode two. I hope everyone's having a fucking fantastic week. I have started out having a good bloody week. Let me tell you, I tried F45. I'm one of those people. I'm one of those people. And let me tell you, I talk so much shit, so much shit about people that go to F45 and I'm hooked. This is, this is not, I'm like, and just for a quick $9.99, you can also fucking come along. This is not a fucking ad. I'm not going to go back because it costs 60 bucks, but I did enjoy it. It was lots of fun. So that's what I did. What else has been going on this week? Um, not too much at all, really. I went, my brother came last weekend. I have not seen him in so long, probably before the pandemic, actually before COVID. Um, so he came, we had the best time. We hung out, we chat, we have exactly the same personality. Like we just bounce off each other. We both think we are the fucking funniest people on the planet. And yeah, so that was super good. He went home yesterday and then today just had a bit of work. And then I had the pleasure of interviewing the amazing Ash. She is a relationship coach. She helps people build better relationships with themselves and their significant others and friends. She's so amazing. She's so open. She's so raw about her story as well, which I think is so fucking incredible because it just lets you open up and relate with her in such a beautiful, special way. So without further ado, I'm going to bring her on because she's more interesting than I am. So here she is. Welcome, Ash. I love you. Welcome the wonderful, beautiful, sexy, amazing <gasps> Ash. Oh my God. Thank you. Hi, I'm Ash, everybody. Literally, that's, <laughs> the, that's the best. That's probably the best one I've ever done, to be fair. That was, oh, I am so flattered right now. <laughs> yeah, welcome. <laughs> and if you just want to do a little introduction for me, telling me how hot I am, that's also <laughs> totally Sexy. <laughs> Go off, Queenie. <laughs> no, this is the amazing, beautiful Ash. I'm so excited to have you on. I can't wait Thank to you. chat through everything that you're about, what got you to where you are today. Um, my listeners are super excited. They wrote in some amazing questions, which I also gravitate towards as well. So I can't wait to have a chit chat about that. So first off, why don't you tell us how you got into what you do and how how it led you there? Like, yeah, how you got there today? Oh, that's a big one. I'll give you the shortened version. <laughs> yeah. No, give us a long one. Go on. Oh, all right, all right. So now if you insist. So I started off, Oh, mate, I've always been anxious, yeah. always, yeah, been super, like, socially anxious as well, um, but then I was 17, the love of my life, well, the, not the love of my life anymore, I have a new love of my life. <laughs> yeah, I was like, hold on a second, doll. <laughs> Chas is listening to this and he's like, what the fuck? That's my husband, by the way. <laughs> um, my first love, he leaves me for another girl, mm. within that same week... I am sexually assaulted okay. and I'm also starting uni for the first time. So you can imagine to a degree, I didn't even know if I wanted to do. Wow. Um, and I had, had a lot of anxiety around school. Mm. So um, starting uni was just huge as well. And so all of that just, I crumbled. Yep. I went like straight into depression, um, P- PTSD, the lot. And so that led me to psychology. Yeah. And I jumped around to four different psychologists. I found one that stuck and she really 
helped me so much that I loved what she did and I wanted to be able to do that for others. Amazing. Um, yeah, I just didn't know how I wanted to do that and I didn't feel quite ready yet because I knew I had so much to work through. Yeah. So um, over the years, I picked up books of people who were life coaches and I was like, oh, that sounds great, but that's not, that's not something you can do in Australia. Yeah. Says who? Yeah. <laughs> we're just, right. right? We're just used to the Tony Robbins that's like, fuck you, your shit. It's like, why are you screaming at me? Like, I'm cons- yeah. like what's going on here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or even the idea that you have to go to uni to be able to have a career. Yeah. Whereas life coaching is not something they offer at uni. So not traditional university. Yeah, anyway. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so then fast forward to 2019 or 20, yeah, 2019. Um, I found out that my husband, who was not my husband at the time, um, had cheated on me. Mm. And it sent me to into a very similar spiral. Um, COVID was happening. Uh, you know, I've lost all this money. I'm now in stuck in this house with this man who's just betrayed me. I don't trust him. Yeah. So I just, yeah, it was a really rough time. Um, and it it, again, moved me back into counseling, back yeah. into... Um, learning about other people's stories and trying to figure out what to do there. Uh, so fast forward, I, I ended up investing in a life coach, yeah. um, which was my new new psychologist, I suppose. I loved everything that we did together, so much so that I was like, I'm doing this. Next, next day after our third session, I was scrolling through Facebook and an ad came up and was like, do you want to study to be an NLP practitioner, which is a life coach? And yeah. I was like, done, sold. So I jumped on board and I've absolutely loved it. So that's that's how I came to be a life coach. I think that's so incredible and I think that I think that you are the fact that you are so open and honest with your journey I think has this beautiful vulnerability to it which allows other people to open up and be vulnerable around you and I think that that's such a beautiful trait to have because it's almost like a lot of the time when we go and see psychologists or life coach we almost put them on a pedestal and we think that they could do no wrong and and we feel a bit silly at saying things about our life because we're like oh you know and and then I and then I my husband cheated on me and I know it's silly that I'm still with him and, and all this stuff where it's like you and not that it is silly that you're with him but the thoughts that you have as a person and the fact that you're so open and honest and have well I know your story a little bit but you know have moved have moved through that and have come Mm. and so much stronger it's almost like you people can connect to that and I think it's so I think it's such a beautiful trait that you have thank you yeah I absolutely love that I when we first connected I I labeled myself, I still labeled myself the deeper relationships coach, but I was really focusing on creating um, deeper relationships with women that were more fulfilling and secure. And literally in the past two days, I've flipped my script. I still love working with women. I still want to do that. Mm. I ended up, all, all this stuff came up around um, my husband cheating yeah. and I, I've worked through that a lot and I have really come to terms with it, mm-hmm. which we can get into later, which yeah. we don't have to, Yeah. but it just hit me that when I was going through that, I didn't have anyone who was open and honest about their situation. Mm-hmm. I know of people, we, we know of people that mm-hmm. have stayed together, Beyonce and Jay-Z. 
oh, yeah. is a fantastic example. Yeah. And nobody tears them. I'm sure they did try to tear them down, but nobody tears them down yeah. because they came back for themselves um, and the relationship. And Will Smith and Jada Pinkett Smith, exactly yeah. the same thing. But the thing so, is, even like people in our day-to-day lives, like I know a lot of people that have gone through that and have come out the other side and like we've had these conversations not you know recording around like the thought of being the the fact that society is like even like even I even I fall into the trap of being like my friend's been with someone for three months and I'm like is he the one is he the one it's like who the fuck knows man three months and you're supposed to know if this person is the one like it's it's the fact that we're you're with someone for 50 years and you're meant to be you're meant to only have eyes for this one person and never have feelings for anyone else in 50 years. Like that's insane to me. So the, like, it's probably more common than not that there is infidelity Mm. or there is not necessarily that it has to be physical every time, but like, Mm -hmm. I can tell you right now, a lot of my relationships I've, I've emotionally probably cheated Mm-hmm. in ways of like you know having a bit of a flirt and it's like oh it's just it's just flirtatious fun but it's like no that's that hurts the other person at the end of the day so yeah you know what i mean it's like it's probably yes. more common than not so why isn't it more spoken about exactly mm. it's and i've even i haven't spoken about this at all to anyone except Chaz and yeah. my best friend of course of course um but it was interesting because around the same time that he um, had physically cheated, mm. I well, I obviously felt there was something off, like disconnect, and so I relied on someone else, yeah, um, a male, mm. emotionally to support me, and I found myself attracted to him, yeah, just because he was that he was that person that I needed support system, and, yes, yeah, yeah, exactly, and so the the part of me that is so um savagely moral yeah knew that i had to cut contact and step away from that but it's and people don't want to believe it and i didn't want to believe it in the beginning too but everyone is capable Mm -hmm. because look at where marriage and relationships has come from like it came from just the idea that we we needed to secure a community so that we could, who knows, create a farm and livestock and all yeah, this stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and then, and then it moved. It became a religious thing, uh, a union with God, and mm. then it became about. Um, well, it's always about procreation, really. Yeah. yeah. Um, then it became about um, love, and then it became about sex, and then it became about friendship, and now it's all of these things. Yeah. And like you said, how can you expect? Well, yeah. How can you expect someone to fulfill? all those needs that's a really big burden to bear it's heavy man it's heavy (laughs) like Uh it's crazy and 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 the and then it's almost like because it's built up so much right when one person does do one thing wrong it's so hard to have that conversation with your partner because you think you honestly feel and I'm not saying that cheating is right or wrong or whatever but you honestly think that your world is going to end if you tell this person because they're going to leave you and Mm. and all the rest of it and it's like and then you it doesn't allow you to have that conversation with that person and and build and move forward and 
and I just think it's I think it's an interesting concept obviously I'm not married I haven't been in a very very long-term relationship or had to work through it because a lot of the time we've just broken up when I've cheated in the past but Mm -hmm. yeah I think it's I think it's an interesting conversation and we could have a whole other podcast on just this <laughs> yeah. subject, I feel, totally. literally. But the next totally. question I was going to ask you, which I feel like you've kind kind of answered already, but how much has your training helped you build better relationships with yourself and, and your husband or friendships and stuff like that? It has been huge mm. for me. Um more specifically with friendships, I think, or just connecting yeah. with people every day, especially with the social anxiety. Um, it's helped me understand, firstly, that we're all fucked up. Really. Yeah. Um, nobody is, yeah, immune to the fuck uppery of life. Yep. So, <laughs> and yeah, that's it's it's been really really huge. It was funny when I read that question. Mm. I was like, how has my training helped? Because I think a lot of it has also been all the books that I've read and and the studies that I've looked into and the podcasts I've listened to and yeah and honestly the, the accumulation of the training plus all that knowledge coming in has really helped me form this new I guess I guess life coach identity which is the leader I want to be the leader that I needed yeah the person yeah, the person that, you know, was open and honest and real about their actual experiences in the relationship, mm. not hiding the fact that, you know, this, all this shit has happened. Yeah. And so this is kind of the first time I've opened up on a public platform about it, but I'm intending to be more open because I know already, if not you, there is somebody else who oh. relates to it. Oh, 100%. I got questions, which we'll ask later. But a lot of the time, a lot of the li- people that listen are currently in relationships, which I think is so funny because it's called Guess Who's Single Again and I talk about being <laughs> fucking single and going out and living a crazy life. But mm-hmm. a lot of people that are listening are in relationships and they don't want to be single at all by any means. <laughs> They're like, I listen to you, bitch. I don't want to be single. <laughs> but literally they have questions for me in the way of relationships because it's still fucking hard. Like it's, it's hard all the way along, whether you're single in a yeah. long-term relationship, in a new relationship, navigating your feelings, baggage from a past relationship. Like there is, it's, yeah, I think it's, I'm so glad that you've come on who's in a relationship and can talk to people that are currently in relationships because there are a lot of people out there that maybe get, I feel like, not pushed to the side, but there's a lot of light on us single girls because we're like, what do we do? Like, what can I change? And all the rest of it. When there's actually people that are in long-term relationships who also have exactly the same questions, but just with a partner. They're still growing as human beings. They're still growing and trying to find out who they are. Just because they're single doesn't mean that they don't have the same questions. So I'm excited to get into the listeners' questions a little bit later. (laughs) Yeah, there's just like we know as individuals that we have healing and growth to do, so does everybody else. 100%. 100 percent absolutely i don't look for red flags which is my issue i'm like red flags <laughs> so it's a little bit more. orange i still like him he's really cute he's six two i'll keep fucking him so <laughs> i'm like red 
flags, but he's 6'2". Oh, oh, my God. What am I supposed to do with that? Oh, I know <laughs> so many tall people. Maybe you should come back to prison. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe I should come home. Yeah. <laughs> literally only short people in Sydney. But um, what does a session look like with you? Okay. So each session is different. I do six sessions once a week for six weeks. A lot of my sessions, I naturally want to involve guided meditations or guided visualizations to really anchor people down because sometimes the topics we can discuss, they might be intense or they might be really hard to wrap your head around. And so it's really about getting out of that conscious thinking mind chatter and into this just relaxed state where you can trust your subconscious to really deliver the answers for you. Yeah, one of my favorite but most taxing sessions is the breakthrough session where Mm. we work through it's called emotional release technique or timeline therapy or gestalt therapy where it's probably a two-hour intensive and we work through emotions that have been really heavily attached to intense experiences in the past We go all the way back and we release them. So it's not about revisiting the past experience, but it's about releasing the emotional attachment around it. Mm. And yeah, I I don't want to give too much away because the less expectations you have coming into it, the more benefit you get out of it. What do you find are like common themes in relationships with women when you're working with them? Because I find that a lot of my friends, whenever we have conversations about issues that we're having in relationships or insecurities that we have going into relationships or just with ourselves are all quite similar in in a sense so do you see that i do see similarities in the way that women feel Mm. within relationships or the experiences that they've had in past relationships so a lot of it is insecurity and Mm -hmm. confidence it always Mm -hmm. comes down to that which is i mean the part of the work that i do is you know deepening the the relationship that women have with themselves and Mm -hmm. that's why because it doesn't matter whether you're single you're in a relationship Mm -hmm. that can still be an issue for you it's kind of like the idea of people saying you know when i when i weigh this much then i'll be happy or when i have a house and a car that is fully my own i paid for outright that then i'll be happy it's Mm. not true you're just moving the needle right so Mm. yeah and a lot of it does come down to beliefs as well what our beliefs are around the world and these are formed i could go into this honestly Mm. these are formed by society and the environment we grew up in media in our our house media religion Mm. everything so if people believe that they don't deserve to be loved Mm. then they're going to have partners or attract partners Mm. that don't love them how they actually deserve to be loved or they won't accept love like they won't accept good love i I even know i've had that experience with my partner he was so good to me compared to my ex yeah and i was like why are you doing that (laughs) yeah this is all (laughs) fake it's almost like i know when i'm in relationships i'm always like this is too good to be true this is going to fall mm. apart at any moment. He's going to leave mm. or he's going to um, – it's too good. It's mm-hmm. like, no, but sometimes th- sometimes there's just nice people out there, <laughs> believe it or yeah. not. Like sometimes there is, that person actually wants to help you and move through things with you, but it's almost like that too good to be true and then you almost self-sabotage it because you don't think you deserve – 
mm-hmm. that kind of love. And I think I know definitely what, because I was always a chubbier kid and all that sort of stuff. So now when a guy comes into my life, I'm like, oh, I'm lucky to be with him. And it's like, no, 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 no. Like that's it. So it's almost like that's been formed since I was 12 years old. So I still act that way at 30. And I think there's a lot of definitely working in, in plus size. A lot of my other friends are plus size and it's the same themes the whole way along. And it's like, we're still living in the mind of this 13, 14 year old who at high school, the boy didn't like her because of superficial reasons. Mm. Um, And I think it's it's that what exactly what you said that's we don't think we deserve a certain way of love so then we act accordingly yeah and and that belief is formed that belief can be passed down from our parents like the Mm. way that for example my mom would talk about her body wasn't great and but she she would oh douse me with love and compliments yeah 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 but because i saw that Mm. i took that on Mm -hmm. and so i started to believe that my thighs weren't the right size or my nose wasn't like the perfect shape and and all this stuff. And then it moves on to you start getting into boys or girls. Yeah. Or, or go off Queenie, whatever you like. (laughs) (laughs) And, and the, when you get rejected, Mm. then all of a sudden your brain has this particular part. It might be called the reticular activating system, but I can't quite remember Mm. exactly if that's the part that, is like a, a confirmation bias. It has yeah. a confirmation bias. So mm. as soon as something like that, you're rejected, it goes, well, of course you, it, you're rejected because of your thighs and your mm. nose and you're not cool enough and yep. all this stuff. And we start forming these beliefs. I'm not good enough. I'm not pretty mm. enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not skinny enough. And that is where, that's the core of the insecurity and the confidence issues, mm. really, that I work with. And I think that plays a big part, which kind of rolls into the next question, but I think that plays a big part in our sex lives when we get older as well. Ooh, as women, yeah. not asking for what we want and, oh, I'm so lucky to have this person here with me and I'm here to serve him and whatever. Not that I've ever been like that in my life. I'm like, mm, I give head on Christmas and birthdays. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, honestly, it's it for me. Yeah. It's it for me. Um, but I yeah. think... I think as an adult now asking for what you want sexually and not even, not even in one night stands, like literally being in long-term relationships and still not still being nervous or embarrassed to get a vibrator out or to mm. get toys out or to ask for what you want. Mm. Um, I think, yeah. So you work with, you work with that as well, right? asking for what you want and opening up and communicating oh, in that way. hundred percent. That's probably one of my, I leave it to last, but it's my fundamental session. It's, <sighs> it's all communication boundaries. Um, and there's a tool that I use called NVC, which mm. is called nonviolent communication. And it sounds ridiculous, mm. but it's really just a way of not only being able to ask what you want of the other person for them to receive it well, but you you are able to deliver it in a way that isn't threatening and you feel confident in asking for it that way because you know it's not threatening at all. Oh my God, it's explain like, that to me. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, how do I ask for him? What the hell? Yeah, so it's a, it's a process of understanding. It's bringing up the situation that has triggered you. Yeah. So when you do this... Mm. And then figuring out what your feelings are, your emotions are around it. It makes me feel Mm. this way. 
because deep down I need and then being able to list your needs. Yeah. Um, and your needs really there's a form that I use so you can see what exactly the needs are yeah. they could be comfort safety mm. communication physical well-being so many different things like that and at the end the question and the phrasing is so important is would you be willing to yeah and then the solution that gives you what you need yes the change that you want to see because if you're asking would you be willing to it's not threatening at all and at the end of the day it really does have to be a question. You can't force someone to do Yeah, things. 100%. Yeah, so yeah. being able to say, would you be willing to do this? I think almost every time that I have used that format mm. perfectly, Chaz has said yes. Oh, my God. I'm like, would you be willing to go down on me for 48 hours straight? <laughs> <laughs> Is that something you'd be willing to do? You let me know. Literally. That's something you would be willing to do. A long time. No, darling. As I said, Christmas are birthdays. And to be fair, I'm kind of like, I'm kind of like, it's just like a little ice cream. I go, a little lick, and I go, mm, you ain't gonna come yet. <laughs> He's like, bitch, I've seen what that jaw can do. So I've seen you funny. eat a fucking 12 inch subway. Come on now. That's so, so I went to a, um, it wasn't a sex toy party. It was yeah. called like a, a, I don't know what it was called, some some romantic fancy words that made you feel like it wasn't a sex Yeah, girl. Sh- show thing um and they had a device which was like a rubber like a pipe but it yeah. was rubber yep so it was there was a hole in the middle and it was and it had little spikes in the middle and you literally the way she phrased us <laughs> to buy it was you can be sitting there watching tv and just just using it on him so it's almost like 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 a like a um what are they called pocket pussy like a fl- or a flashlight yeah, like a flashlight, yeah. except it was cheaper and rubber. And it and, had spikes on it. And it had spikes on it, <laughs> which well, I'm sure because it was rubber, it was soft. <laughs> but the way a part of me was like offended because if I was the guy, I'm like, I don't want you to just like be yeah. yawning and jerking me off. Watching um, Real Housewives of Sydney and she's like, no, <laughs> go get the fucking spiky dick out. I'll give it a go. Go on. Fucking hell. <laughs> uh, yeah, so part of yeah, part of me was like, what the fuck? But at the same time, there are other women out there that they loved that. So. Yeah, absolutely. So, Go no. off. That's me. <laughs> I'm like, mm-hmm. I am said woman. Um, <laughs> I'm from the, sorry, I yeah. had something that came to me yeah. while we were talking earlier about, mm. um, along the lines of sex too, mm. my ex never, mm. ever, ever, ever made me come. He never See, played with me. And so Chaz, but well, Chaz in his past relationship, yeah. they always finished each other off. Absolutely. So when he would, <laughs> we'd finish having sex and then he'd come over to fix me up. Yeah. I'd be like, what are you doing? And he's like, well, I'm going to play with you. I'm like, oh, I'm good. You're yeah, like, we're done he, here. Mm-mm. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, he's like, no, I'll play with you. I'm like, okay. And that's and then, incredible. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. there's so many, like, literally, I'm not even joking. This, whoever, yeah, he probably doesn't listen to this, but literally, like, last weekend, I slept with a guy and he was like, Oh, was that good for you? And I was like, Well, I haven't come. So, what do you mean? <laughs> like, yeah, well, I'm sure, like, to an extent, it was good, but like, you've had your fun. I haven't mm. finished. But like, that doesn't even cross a met, like, I feel like it doesn't even cross a guy's mind because in porn which I'm, mm. I'm into as well but in porn like the girls are like oh yeah like screaming from a guy just 
from penetration, which some women can come like that, but not yeah. everyone. No. Literally not everyone. Honestly, the statistics are pretty low. I think yeah. it's like 20% of women. Yeah. I can't. that you need other stimulation. No, me either. I can't. Well, I don't know. Maybe there is some magical guy out there that's like <laughs> got a wizard wizard dick, but I I haven't I haven't found him. I haven't found him. So it's so so funny that you say that because they're because I literally had that last weekend. I was like, was that good for you? It's like, well, what do you think? Mm, I don't know. Like, at the you know, same time, I get. I mean, you know what? Actually, I'm going to take a step back because I I can't speak from an experience where I've slept with people when I have been single. Yeah. That makes me sound like I sleep around. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I mean, I only fuck guys like Monday through to Friday. So honestly, I couldn't tell you. <laughs> but what I've found is there is a, a way to really enjoy sex. And it could be towards the tantric side of things yeah. without having to come. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's even, I'm taking a real turn here. But yeah, go on. even uh there's studies or something that's come out that's saying that men can orgasm without coming. Yeah. Have you not seen um, Goop? Whatever it's called. Literally. Oh my God. There's literally two people and they're like not even touching each other and their whole bodies are vibrating. And I was like, excuse me, excuse me. I want my whole body to bite. (laughs) Like I want to (laughs) vibrate. I want to vibrate and no one touch me. It was so bad and it's almost like they're uh it's almost like they're going into like a different world and mm. this is where i want to go because when i get with a long-term partner i want to go and see a sex therapist not because not because of any uh, like for any wrong reason any wrong reason but mm. because i'm like i feel like there's so much sexually that we haven't even touched on which can mm. bring you together as a couple because if i know his kinks he can't leave me no i'm just kidding <laughs> Use it against him. <laughs> no, just kidding. But seriously, I feel like there's so much that can bind two people emotionally together in the way of sex as well. Mm. Um, definitely in the way of, you know, just communication as well. But I think sexually there's so much that can be explored with two people that we just don't, we just haven't. Yeah. yeah. And, and that comes into, you know, uh, the caging of not just women, but people sexually yeah. as yeah. well. Yeah. Like you look at Japanese paintings from mm. thousands of years ago and there were like there's people having orgies think about the romans yep. they're having orgies yep. and it's all totally cool and then this this sudden turn of westernization mm. and uh it's all of, a, all of a sudden become kind of a shameful thing yeah literally mm-hmm. i was like hmm, i'm gonna go out and have an orgy this weekend <laughs> thanks for reminding me <laughs> No, but honestly, I think we, I don't know, maybe we should do an episode just on sex. Dude, I would love that. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Lock it in, Eddie. (laughs) Um, But I want to move on to the questions from our listeners because it's so, so, so um, important that I want them to be heard. And as well, I, every single question on here, I've asked myself. I love you. So you've seen these before as well. So um, we'll just go for the first one. How can you tell if you're the problem in the relationship? I was like, can you tell I wrote that one? No, I didn't. <laughs> I was like, that's from India. Hickey. I don't know. That's so weird. <laughs> Who is India? I'm like, wow. But yeah, how can you tell, how can you break it down that to see if you're the 
yeah, I guess the problem in the relationship or yeah. Mm. I guess you have to look at the particular situations Mm. that are troubling you Mm. when you're in this situation and ask yourself, has this problem come up before? Mm -hmm. Has this problem come up before in relationships with previous partners, with even friends or parents? And so if there's a pattern there, there's a common denominator. And I I say that from experience. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's. That's a huge invitation to dive into something deeper mm. and look into that. Um, and honestly, the, I think the best way to figure this out is to focus on you and do some yeah. work. Yeah. Really, not just the, the beautiful skincare, self-care, mm-hmm. pampering, but really go to the bookstore. I know this is old fashioned, but I love, uh, I'm an old book gal. Yeah. Go to the bookstore, walk around maybe like the self-development wellness aisle and just wait for a book mm. to catch your eye or call out to you. Mm-hmm. Read the blurb. And if it sounds good, read it yeah. and implement it. Yeah. Ash is super and- witchy as well, guys. <laughs> just letting <laughs> yes, everyone know. I, I am. Oh, I'm super witchy. It's true. But yeah, that's, that's honestly, um, without, having specifics yeah. and even actually if someone was to come to me and say hey i got all these problems this is what's coming on am mm. i the problem i can't say that yeah 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 only you can say that mm. by really reflecting journaling is a huge practice of mine yeah. being able to honestly reflect mm-hmm. and also learning yeah about yourself yeah and mm. i think that's so true because you know you you could say am i the problem and it could be that the guy is the problem right he's mm. always got these certain factors he's um disconnected he is a fuck boy all the rest of it but you are the person going for that person you're right allowing him you're to allow- treat you like that you're allowing yeah. him to treat like that so one yeah so really it is it's me okay thanks so anyway <laughs> is how to end a relationship that is not serving me i hate hurting people and holy shit i've stayed in relationships way too long i feel this to my core um so how to end a relationship that's not serving me because i keep hurting other people the best advice that i gave my sister Mm -hmm. was she went through this at the beginning of the year yeah and i said do you feel like you've given it your all in this relationship and she couldn't really answer me, which meant that it, the answer was a no. Yeah. So she stuck it out for another month or so. Mm. And the improvements that she'd asked for weren't being improved. Yeah. And so she was like, you know what? I, I, I love you. Mm-hmm. And you'll always be my best friend. However... I actually don't know how she exactly did it, mm. but it, it does come down to if you're asking for specifically how to tell them. Yeah. Definitely don't do what Indy's ex did and write a fucking letter. <laughs> and read it. Oh my God, don't bring my trauma up. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> a, a great way to do it is there, um, pick your timing, mm. right? So if, if this is the, if this is the actual question of mm. like how to physically do it, yeah. pick the right timing. Mm. So um, you know, if they've come home and they're stressed from work, don't mm. do it then. <laughs> um, weekends are fantastic for that. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, if it's an emergency, get out of there, run. Yeah. But um, timing, the tone that you use, mm-hmm. being able to calm yourself. Um, because deep down, if you really believe that this relationship isn't serving you, you know that although this might be hard, it's going to give you exactly what you need. Yeah. 
Um, and then also in the phrasing. So kind of like how I talked about with NBC before, how you're asking, would you be willing to? Yeah. It's all soft. It's all gentle. Mm. So being able to say, you know what? I love you. And I, I have loved that everything we've been through, you will always be a part of my life. However, delivering you know how you feel mm. and then finishing off what kind of be like a compliment sandwich yeah like, so, something like something nice and sweet and then the the truth of yeah. how you feel yeah and then finishing it off again uh with something gentle and honestly i think that's how i broke up with my ex yeah um you know i was like I recall it was it was a really bad relationship, but mm. the the breakup was the the nicest part. Like he treated me the nicest when I broke up with him. Yeah, <laughs> you're like wow. Yeah, maybe I do love this guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, but you know, you yeah, know yeah, deep yeah, down, yeah. you know deep down. Like mm. you remember him, and I was like, you know what? Like I brought this up to you. Mm. We've tried to make it work. You know, it's not working. I know it's not working. Um, I think we should just go separate ways yep. if that's something that you're okay with. Well, yep. I didn't say that last part. Mm. That's just the people pleaser coming at me. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he said, yeah, yeah. And we literally watched a movie. Yeah. Which, oh, bringing my witchy side in. Yeah. Um, we watched Like Mike. And I'd never seen Like Mike before. Yeah. I've got movie. And I remember lying on the bed and I was feeling really good that we had broken up, but yeah. also um, like a little sad, like I was letting some part of me go. Yeah. But I felt like I just really resonated with the movie. Fast forward a couple months and I'm super involved in basketball through my housemate and that's how I met Chaz and he's like super big into basketball. Shut up. Yeah. I was like, oh my God. I love that you're laying next to your ex and you're like, hmm my future husband (laughs) (laughs) Uh, no i I love that answered that question in the way that the person was asking it yeah honestly i think i think what you said was completely correct it's like it go in and be honest because i the last person i broke up with i was doing the people pleasing thing and i wasn't honest that i just had lost feelings and i just wasn't there anymore because i didn't because i've been told before that I'm not in love with you anymore and it hurts. So I was like, I didn't, mm. I didn't want to say those words because it was going to hurt him so much, but fuck me. It dragged on way longer than it needed to. Cause he was like, do you, mm. you know, he would message me a couple of weeks later and be like, you know, like, I still love you. Do you feel the same? Like, I feel like we can make it work where if I just fucking said from the get go, I just mm. don't feel the same anymore. It's not happening. Yeah. It would have been over so much sooner for him as well. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. so in me trying to save him, I hurt him in the long run. It's like, just be honest. What you said is perfect. Like, just be honest. Because it may hurt in that one moment, but you're you're letting that person go because they're going to find someone who's, who loves them because you don't love them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And do you know what? A great way to motivate yourself to actually take that step yeah. is to... You can do it in a guided visualization if you want, but to imagine yourself living your future life with this person, mm, how no. you feel now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right? So much stress. As, yeah. As soon as you start to do that, mm. you go, you either go, Oh my God, I love this. Or this, I, I don't want to mm-hmm. be 40 years old, alcoholic. Yep. Not having sex. Mm-hmm. My husband, I don't know where he is. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, just like, you know how it's going to go yep. deep down, you know, 
And oh my god, that's <laughs> actually amazing. It is. Yes. Yeah. I use it for a lot of life choices. Yeah. It's, <laughs> You're like, will this dress look good on me in 40 years' time? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But that's, and, and, you know, if you need the motivation to be able to, because sometimes that's part of the question as well. Like, how yeah. do I, how do I let go of something that's not serving me? It's like, how do I actually physically yeah. do this? It's, and then once you've, you, once you've come to that state, go five, four, three, two, one and take action, take some action. I love that. Mm. that's amazing i love that um <laughs> next one is um how to keep things spicy when you fall into the day-to-day okay so this one there's a lot to it it's complex mm. there is accountability involved yeah so accountability over your own energy how you're coming home and also accountability over their energy, how they're coming home. Because yep. if you're both coming home stressed or tired and you're both like, hey, mm. hey, how's your day? Yeah, great. How's yours? Yeah, cool. There's no spice there. Yep. Like, you know, and this does come down to how people let everyday activities affect them. Yep. And when you become accountable over your own energy, you start to realize, well, hang on, I can choose I can choose that or I can choose that. Like, which which do I prefer? And in saying that, there's a wonderful psychotherapist who you might actually love, love, love. Her name's yeah. Esther Perel. Mm-hmm. And she says that foreplay starts when your last lovemaking session ends. <gasps> That's yeah. sexy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's like, so- and butt plugs. <laughs> <laughs> That's sexy. Yeah. So literally it's how you interact with each other mm. when you're not having sex. Yeah. Even after sex. I read a statistic that was like 30% of people straight after sex pick up their phone. What yeah, are you doing? come on. Like, and it is, an, it is an addiction and a natural habit to mm-hmm. pick up the phone. But at the same time, you do have to look at your habits and ask, is this harmful or helpful to my sex life? Yep. And also, you, have, you do have to know what turns you on and what turns your partner on as well. Yeah. So, for instance, Chaz loves, just in general, when I, like, physically touch him. Yes. So, just day-to-day touches or, like, a kiss that just lingers for a little long throughout mm. the day, even. Yep. Um, He's so like, damn. <laughs> <laughs> so, that builds up. Yeah. Right? That, that, that builds up and eventually you're like, yeah, we want fuck. Yeah. Um, and then, for me... um. It's oh, actually, what is it for me? I definitely like like slow kisses. Yeah. As well. Anything that's slow or just like the look yep. of love. As soon as he looks at me like I love you without saying it, I'm like, take me to the bedroom. Yeah, let's go, baby. <laughs> I don't care yeah. we're in coals. Let's fucking go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, really knowing what, what turns you on and and your partner knowing what turns him on and being able to ask for that from each other and then delivering that in some way Mm. throughout the day is also really good oh my god i love that very good answer well done (laughs) i'm like wow you're good at your job well done (laughs) um next one how to get over jealousy well this is a good one actually you'll be able to talk to this how to get over jealousy when you know your partner is trustworthy once they've they've shown that they are trustworthy and they're not doing anything wrong how do you get over those jealous feelings oh Mm. well loaded question Mm. um i 
also from personal experience, I was already jealous before yeah, me too. I was cheated on. And mm. then I was cheated on and I was like, oh my fucking God. <laughs> um, but it, it really, really forced me to dive into, it didn't force me, I chose to mm. dive into what is jealousy? Why do I feel this way? Why is it, why am I like also punishing myself for it? Yep. And I realized that jealousy is guided by two things. So it's emotional pain from our past that we haven't healed like yeah. the fear of abandonment and things like that. Mm. But it's also an indication of what we want for ourselves. So jealousy tells us something, what like, tells us that we want something that we perceive that we don't have. Okay. Yeah. So a great example is Chaz talking out in a club with um, this really beautiful blonde girl and immediately I'm jealous and I think I'm jealous of her and how she's gorgeous and how she's blonde and tall Mm. and skinny and all these things. But when I really dive, which could be part of it, but knowing myself, I also know I, uh, part of me doesn't want to believe that that's actually what I'm jealous of. Mm. When I look deeper, it's actually the fact that she's captivated Chaz's attention. Yeah. I want Chaz's attention. I want him to interact with me like that. Yeah. Um, And perhaps it's also an indication that, I'm not getting that enough, Mm. which was the case in the past. And so once you're able to be aware of what is this jealousy telling me, what is it trying to tell me? What am I really jealous of in this moment? And how can I ask for more of that? Yeah. I guess it Mm. all comes down to communication again, right? It, yeah, it does. And also there's another part to it because when you're jealous, depending on how intense the feeling is, Mm. it, can overwhelm your entire body Mm. so being able to pinpoint where the feeling is in your body i know this sounds a bit strange but it's the work i do and i absolutely love it and i use the tools so i tend to feel it like at the very top of my stomach Mm. and it feels like really tight and hot and intense so i'll just start massaging the area nobody nobody even notices and you're just taking some deep breaths and imagining like with each breath out, I'm breathing out this intense feeling mm. and being able to um, self-soothe in those moments because that's, you can't have this question of like, what is it that I'm jealous of? What is it that I want? Without first soothing yourself down, calming yourself down. Yeah. Oh my God. Wow. Nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> I should be a coach. I'm like, wow, <laughs> hit that one out of the park. Yeah. Um, and there is one more. So um, how, do, how do I communicate after a fight? I find it really hard to let my walls down. Mm. I feel like that's an ego mm. thing. It is a bit of an ego thing. It's also, it also comes down to attachment styles. Yeah. So um, if you are uh, an avoidant attachment style, mm. then you're not going to want to let your walls down because deep down people who have the attachment style of avoidant, they don't believe that other people can be trusted. It's like, well, yeah. I, I can't trust other people, so I'm just going to trust myself. Mm. And so they put walls up. And avoidant attachment, which I'm sure, I'm pretty sure you've had a podcast where you've talked about attachment yeah, 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 yeah. before. Definitely, definitely. I'm obsessed with them. I think okay, they're fucking great. Cool, yeah, cool. Really cool. Um, I wasn't sure if I should explain what avoidant attachment yeah, yeah. styles are because yeah. it's, it's very complex. But mm. yeah, that, it does come down to attachment styles. But just because 
that is an attachment style that you formed with your primary caregiver and it's been with you for a very long time doesn't mean that you can't also work through it yeah so accountability again like you have to be able to self-soothe and a huge part of um, mine and Chaz's relationship we actually went to couples counseling before we got married it was like a must for me yeah um taking space you know if we're in the heat of a fight and both of us are amped up Mm. we have to get to a point where we're like okay you know what I love you I need 10 minutes to myself and then we'll come back and both being specific with the amount of time and both coming back at the 10 minute mark because people with um, an anxious attachment style if you just up and leave and you don't come back for 15 20 minutes <laughs> you know what i'm anxious avoidant oh so i'm see, fucking both <laughs> see, do you know what's really crazy i'm definitely anxious attachment when you said like if they don't come back within 15 minutes oh babe if you say 10 minutes at the seven minute mark i'll be like he's never coming back like you know i what? but then i also have those walls as well mm-hmm. i also yeah. have that oh okay well no one's coming to save me i'm doing it myself yeah you might be like me there's like a fourth attachment style they don't really talk about too much but it's called insecure attachment and it's um anxious avoidance so it's a blend Mm. of both anxious and avoidant because the way that we form the attachment style is very similar between anxious and avoidant it's both having um a primary caregiver that is there sometimes and isn't there other times yeah right so if you are in a fight and you say to your partner look it's not going anywhere just like i need can we just take 10 minutes apart and then we come back together Mm. and they leave an anxious attachment style is going to burn the house down Uh, out of like out of fear Mm. so being able to even if you if you need to leave if you're an avoidant attachment style and you need to leave being like hey i love you i promise you i'm going to be back in 10 minutes I'm just going to go for a walk and then we can talk about it. And then it's also about what you do in that time apart. Like, Mm. are you just sitting there scrolling on your phone? Are you sitting there fuming or are you taking yourself for a walk and trying to clear the slate, clear the emotions? Are you journaling, trying to work it through and reflecting? Are you doing something productive, which is helpful? Or are you doing something harmful? That's my favorite question. Are you doing something helpful? Are you doing something harmful? And then coming back in that 10 minutes time and being able to say, what is the solution yeah like what is the solution that we can both work towards what's Mm. the compromise here yeah that's my that's my experience with it oh my god i love that i love that i'm gonna say that to my partner which doesn't exist i'm gonna say that to the when we are (laughs) in a relationship this is like Mm -hmm. so much of this i'm just like going to take it into the next relationship and communication and talking about attachment styles and really opening up and being like this is what i need and this is what i've been through in the past and like really understanding each other so when you when i do lash out or when i do act in certain ways he really understands and can be like okay she's not crazy she's just a little crazy (laughs) (laughs) just how i like it yeah that's right it is it's super important because um compassion doesn't come naturally to some people Mm. and Chaz might be one of those people he's learned but he's one of those people Mm. and so me being able to say this is what's happened to me in the past which comes up usually during a a fight or after a fight this is why i reacted that way Mm. he's able to even before 
before we've gotten to the fight, if he sees I'm triggered or upset by something or fuming, he has the awareness to know that it's probably from, it could be from something from my past. Oh my God, I love that. That's sexy. Yeah. It's amazing. Oh, yeah. He did it. He did it one time and I'm immediately was like, I went from like whatever emotion I was to like, oh my God. <laughs> You're like, wow. <laughs> Do you get a haircut? Damn. <laughs> He's bald, so. <laughs> did you shine your head? Damn. Oh my God. <laughs> So good. Okay, so they were the questions. Amazing. I've learned so much from that. Bam, bam, bam. I love, I love. Just to finish off, can you give us four or five ways to set yourself up for success every single day? Okay, so the biggest thing that I do is having a morning routine. Yep. That's specific to me. So, and it incorporates movement. So I'll wake up, I might have a shower. And then I will go, I'll make myself a tea. I'll tidy up a little bit because that's something that is really important to me, just the lounge space. And then I'll do some movement. And by doing that, actually I journal as well. Mm. But by doing that within the first half hour of my day, I've already done everything I want to do with my day. Yep. Like I've accomplished so much already. So that's that's huge um, for success in my opinion. Another thing is um, the phone putting it on work mode because work mode it blacks out the screen and you don't get any notifications coming through Mm -hmm. and so you're not distracted Mm -hmm. and whether that's for work or even for your day off like you don't need to constantly have people hounding you with notifications chuck that on work mode yeah you'll have success in like whatever you do Mm -hmm. um the next one was going to be movement which i've already covered yeah because i do yoga in the morning man but it is. I do the 10 minutes of yoga just to stretch because once you hit like 24, <laughs> then everything starts being tight. So I, I do love it. it. That's literally the reason I do it. Yeah. Um, but then in the afternoons, after a day at work, I will exercise for 15 to 30 minutes, usually about 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. I might do some skipping and some light light weightlifting yeah. or I'll just do like a 10 minute hit exercise off YouTube mm. because I've found that well what I know from what I've read is that it, our emotions have a, a cycle that needs to be completed yeah so and, and if you've been stressed throughout the day your body's been like there's a tiger we need to run and you haven't run mm. so at the end of the day, I'll do something high intensity. That way my body's like, you know what? We ran, we ran from the tiger. We're oh, safe I now, I'm safe. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's huge. Yeah. How am I up to number four? I guess something, it sounds simple, but overcooking your dinner meal. Yeah. <laughs> because then you don't have to ha- like think about lunch yeah. for tomorrow. Because yep. there is such a thing as decision fatigue, which can actually impede your success in any area. Mm. So if you've made too many decisions throughout the day, then towards halfway mark, towards the end of the day, you're sick of making decisions. Your brain literally cannot make a decision. Mm. That's why it's so hard when you go to bed at night to try yeah. and choose a movie to watch Netflix. Because you've got decision fatigue. Oh my God. Yeah, it's not that there's not actually any good movies on. It's, yeah. It's for that. So... Um, I always try to overcook my dinner Mm. so that I can eat it the next day. And I fast. So lunch is my first meal. So I don't even, I'm not thinking about breakfast. That is my breakfast. Mm. Um, And then I just have to eat snacks throughout the day, which I just chuck in my bag and I'm good to go. I love that. Yeah. 
And then lastly, what's the fifth thing? It's sleep. Yeah. (laughs) It's last night I got six hours sleep Mm -hmm. and that's probably a lot to some people. That's not enough for me. Nah. Knowing what uh, the amount of sleep that you need is so important. We black out the bedroom so that we can actually get an undisturbed sleep. I put my phone on sleep mode so I actually can see how many hours I've slept. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure if you have an Apple watch, it can like read your actual sleep rhythms and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um, but there's a podcast. Oh my God. I'm so sorry because it was like three years ago. So that means it's probably 2000 episodes ago on Joe Rogan. Yeah. Um, but he had someone on called Matthew Walker mm. and I think he's only had him on once. So it could be worth Googling, but he is a sleep expert and he talks about all the effects of lack of sleep. Yeah. Um, which we don't even realize is mm. happening. So yeah, sleep's my next biggest thing. Oh my God. I love that. You heard it here first guys. You heard it here first. Get your, get your beauty sleep. <laughs> but that yeah. is really um, it. I think that was amazing. Yeah. That was Thanks. so great. I learned so much from that. Where can everyone find you? How do they get in contact with you? How can they book a session? Tell us. Okay. So you can find me on Instagram at Ashley X Rebecca. So that's A-S-H-L-E-Y-X-R-E-B-E-K for Kaiser, poor choice of words. A for Apple, H for helicopter. Harry, helicopter. There you go. I have to explain it like that because otherwise it sounds like I'm saying K A A. Thanks, parents, for that one. But yeah, no, everything of mine is on Instagram. And I've actually, tonight, which will probably be last week for everybody listening, I just put out a new five day free program that I'm doing online. Amazing. Which is all about, it's called, uh, from surviving to thriving. It's all that feeling from betrayal and infidelity and stuff. So if that's something that you're interested in or you liked, even all the content we've talked about today, I'm yep. going to dive into deeply in that challenge. So if that's something you're interested in, jump over to my Instagram, click the link in my bio, join the Facebook group, and then that's where I'll host it. Oh my God, that's amazing. I think there's going to be a lot of people that'll go through that because that is oh, a good time if you're asking me. thank you so much for having me on this has been fun i'm so glad it's always fun we always go on tangents we always talk about shit and then we're like wait a minute where are we (laughs) (laughs) i'm working (laughs) wait a second no we really get i'm gonna put a little poll up on um whether we should do a whole episode on sex because like come on now there's a lot to uncover that there's a lot to uncover i've had a lot of it and it ain't all that good. <laughs> that sounds a good sex I happening. Like, it ain't anal. Like, oh, <laughs> Not that either. Not that either. No. Oh. Yeah, I know, guys. I know, guys. First year. <laughs> you heard it here first. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for coming on. You are absolutely incredible. And that's it from us. I love you. I love you. That was Ash. My God, I took so much away from that. Just every, just the little things that she said, even just opening up and talking about relationships and a lot of it made me realize about things that I do or certain ways that I can move forward in relationships as well. So I thought that was really amazing. I hope you all really, really liked it as well. That's it from me, baby. Uh, I'll be back next week. I can't wait to see, hear, feel. That's right. I said feel. 
you all. I hope you liked what you heard today. If you did, please like, comment, subscribe. If you didn't like it, please like, comment, subscribe. Just fucking help a girl out. Tell everyone that you know, share it. Um, just, you know, share it with your mom and share it with your sister and then she can share it with her dog. Shabbity bow. I hope everyone has a great week. Talk to you next time. Bye.